Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. About 14 years ago, we changed Christmas in our family. And we stopped giving gifts to one another. Joy and I didn't, didn't give them to the kids. And um, we took all that money and we began to give it out to other families and, and different ministries. So we gave all the money we would have given to one another, we gave them out. Michael was 16 at the time, he thought the end of the world was coming. <laughs> but it, it changed Christmas. This morning, I want to talk about the next couple of weeks. Dr. Rutland will be here next week. You don't want to miss that. He's outstanding. And then the following week, I'm going to be talking about your Christmas story. But I want to talk about having a different season, making this a different season. One of the challenges of, of the season we're in, it can be a lot of the same old, same old. And sometimes that can be good. I love tradition, but some of it can be, uh, be challenging. It's a, it's a highly distracting time. There's just a ton of stuff going on. You've got sports, you've got parties, you've got family get-togethers, you've got stuff you have to pull together. And it can just be highly distracting. Uh, it can be a highly uh, stressful time. Um, a shout out to all the ladies. They've done all kinds of polls that show that a lot of the Christmas stress lands on the women of the house. And um, I know if it was up to me, Christmas dinner would be Popeyes and slaw <laughs> on paper plates and then clean up your own mess. But joy makes it special. So for all you ladies that make the holidays special for your families, thank you. We appreciate that and uh, appreciate what you do. But it can be a stressful time. You know, there was a time before they came out with gift cards that buying gifts was difficult. And uh, a lady named Miss Monroe, she was a teacher, third grade class, kind of a wealthy area. And every year when they third grade students would bring her gifts, she would try to guess them. And so she would shake it and she would go, is it jewelry or is it like clothing or maybe gloves? Or... And so she would guess all the time, see if she was right. Well, little Travis came in and he brought a box, a decent sized box. She looked at the box and it had a wet spot on the box. And so she took her finger and touched it. She said, is it wine? Travis said, no. She tested again. She said, is it perfume? Travis said, no. She tested one more time. She said, Travis, I give up. What is it? He said, it's a puppy. <laughs> Christmas can be a very stressful time for, for, for people. And, and I think another one of the challenges of this season is that it breaks us out of routines. Like you can eat good for 11 months out of the year. But if your office is anything like our offices, it becomes like a den of iniquity and temptation as, as all this food comes in and none of it's good for you. And, and so, but you know, you can't pass it up because, hey, it's Christmas. And so we get out of routines. You can get out of your devotional routine. You can get out of working out routines. It's just part of the, the season that can make it difficult. But what if this year you made it different? What if this year you said, this is going to be a different year, a different season? This year, this season, I'm actually going to get closer to God. This season, 
I'm going to believe that God can do something good for me. That you believe that God can do something good for you. That, and you think, well, Alan, that's the, that's the wrong time. Trying to do this all at Christmas, that's the wrong time. No, no, no. That's the right time. Amen. That's the best time. Mark 10, 27, Jesus said, with men it's impossible. But not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Is it possible for you to have a different season? Is it possible for you to actually come closer to God this Christmas? Absolutely. Your call. You know, I, I read a story years ago, I've never forgotten, I thought it was a great one, about a young man that said to, when he was a, a boy, he used to spend summers with his grandfather on the farm. He had cattle out there on the farm and raised some other crops. And they were crossing some pasture lands one day. He said, and grandfather came to the electric fence that was around uh, where some of the cattle were. He said, the grandfather looked around and then reached over and grabbed the electric fence with both hands. And, and the boy, when he saw that, he, he just jumped. He said, then the grandfather just stepped over it, held it down for his grandson and said, it's okay, son. He said, the power's off. And so when they're walking back to the house, grandson said, Granddad, how come you've got electric fence, but you don't even run the power on it? He said, why did you look around before you stepped over? He said, well, he said, the first reason I, did, I looked around because I didn't want the cows to realize what was possible. <laughs> he said, but, but it's expensive to run the electricity in the fence all the time. He said, so you run it just long enough for the cows to get shocked when they come up next to it. And once they get shocked a couple of times, they have a good memory and they won't get near it again. He said, you notice how the grass is a lot taller near the electric fence. The power is off, but to the cows, the power is on. I think we're smarter than cows. <laughs> because a lot of times when I even mention things like, hey, this could be a different Christmas, limitations pop up in your mind. That when I say, you can draw closer to God, limitations pop up. And what they are is electric fences. And the thing about it is, is in Christ, all the power has been cut out of the limitations that are in your life. So this Christmas, let's grab that electric fence and the limitations and step over it and have a better Christmas season and draw closer to God. We can do that. There was a couple in the Bible that were definitely limited, but then with God, all things are possible. Name is Zacharias and Elizabeth. Zacharias and Elizabeth, uh, he, they were priests. The Bible said they, they were righteous people. They lived right. They loved God. They're serving God. But they had no reason to expect anything different in their lives. You see, they've been serving God. They've been going through the motions. But the desire of their heart was to have a child. And that time had come and gone. And now the Bible said they were both well advanced in years. And so there was no reason for them to expect that anything was going to be different. Love God, serve God, not expecting anything good. But then God intervened. Let's read the story. Zacharias was a priest. He was offering incense by the altar and an angel came and appeared to him. Scared him. He would scare you too. He said, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you'll have joy and gladness. And many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great 
in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He'll also be filled with the Holy Spirit from, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? I'm an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. You can tell he'd been married a while. And uh, the angel answered and said to him, I'm Gabriel who stand in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you can be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words, which, be, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Zacharias was just going through the motions, doing what a lot of Christians do, just going through the motions, doing his priestly duty. Good man, loved God, but he wasn't expecting anything. All of a sudden an angel shows up, not just any angel, Gabriel, one of the key angels. And Gabriel comes, scares Zacharias. He said, Zacharias, he said, your prayer is heard. How long have they been praying these prayers? How long have they wondered whether or not these prayers are even heard or not? He said, your prayer is heard and there's an answer on the way. Zacharias, you're going to have a boy. The desire of their heart. And not just any boy. You're going to call him John. He's going to be great in the side. Lord. I mean, all of this is really, really good news. But Zacharias did not believe it. Zacharias kind of backed up, looked at the angel and went, um, how do I know you're telling me the truth? May I suggest this is the way you take most news that comes to you today. Back up and go, how do I know you're telling me the truth? But if it's scripture or if it's an angel, go ahead and buy in. <laughs> Zacharias said, how do I know you're telling me the truth? I'm old and my wife is well advanced in years. Basically saying is our time is done. You talk about an electric fence. The fence was up. The power was on. There's no way this is going to happen. How do I know you're telling me the truth? He wanted to see a sign. He wanted something to tell him that what God's message to him was true. And the angel did not look at him and go, well, Zacharias, bless your heart. I know this is hard for you to believe. <laughs> the angel looked at him and went, I'm Gabriel. And I stand in the presence of God. And I was sent to bring you these glad tidings. He said, you're going to be mute and not able to speak for about nine months until these words come to pass. Now you can, you can think of that and you think, oh, God is punishing him. I don't think God was punishing him at all. I think God was protecting him. Protecting him from speaking death and doubt and unbelief over that child and over Elizabeth. And so for nine months, Zacharias couldn't say a word. He couldn't speak anything. Comes home, sees Elizabeth. She said, honey, how was work? He's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> he couldn't say anything. His, he chose not to believe that, but he made an adjustment. Guys, this is what I love. You know, the Bible talks about people who don't do the right things, but then it talks about their ability to adjust. All of us have the ability, the capacity to adjust. And he adjusted. Baby came. Here's what happened. It was on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child and they would have called him by the name of his father, Zacharias. His mother answered and said, no, he should be called John. But they said to her, there's no one among your relatives who is called by this name. So they made signs to his father what he would have him called. And he asked for a writing, he still can't talk, asked for a writing tablet and wrote, his name is John. So they all marveled immediately 
his mouth was open and his tongue loosed and he spoke praising God. That's a cool story, isn't it? When he writes, his name is John, all of a sudden he can talk. In fact, you read what he said. He starts to prophesy by the Holy Spirit about the Messiah and John's role in its cool story. I mean, after not talking for nine months, that brother had something to say. And it was, it, it was, it was good. But you see that he made an adjustment because he could have called that boy Zacharias. He could have named him after a relative. You know how important names are. There have been small wars fought in families over what babies are going to be named. And in that day, it was even more important because they didn't have surnames like we have today. It wasn't Zacharias Smith. It was Zachariah, son of. And so to call the child by the name of the father or the relative kept the family legacy alive. But to call the child John, which nobody, un, no relatives, not after his father, what Zacharias said was, I agree with God. This child is of God. This is a miracle, baby. God had a part of this. And as soon as he agreed with God, man, his mouth was opened and off he went. What a great story. You say, well, isn't that sweet? Love reading stories like this. These stories are written for us. They could have just said, Zacharias and Elizabeth were old, but God told them they were going to have a baby. Boom, they had a baby. His name was John. But they give us details so we can take these details and look at them and go, hey, this is, we can adopt some of these things. These things can be in our life. So let me, let me give you what we can learn from Zacharias and Elizabeth, what we can learn from them, and then we can, we can have a different Christmas season. Anybody up for a different Christmas season? Something that's even better than what you had last year. Something that's even better. Something that you can believe bigger. So let's look at our first one. Go ahead and put that up, guys. Keep the door of hope propped open. You know, a lot of times people close the door of hope because they allow their past to dictate the future. See, Zacharias and Elizabeth, their prayers had not been answered for years. So they thought... Our prayers are never going to be answered. And they close that door. But don't let your past dictate your future. Especially if you've not had some results or maybe you've had some mistakes or you've had some pain in the past. And I just, I just named everybody. People who've had mistakes, people who've done things. And so what happens is a lot of times we can get caught up in the idea that we haven't had a good track record. And so that's the way it's going to be in the future. But that does not have to be the way it's going to be in the future. The way it's going to be in the future is if we choose to believe that with God all things are possible and that things can change in our lives. There's one of my favorite verses here. It's in Psalms 27, 13. It said, I would have lost heart unless I would believe that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Guys, listen, we live and walk by faith, not by sight. We live and walk by believing God before we see things come to pass. And before you see good things, you got to believe good things are coming your way. You had to have some expectation that God is good. He's be good to you and that good things are on the way because you got a good God. And I believe I'm going to see it. Say, Alan, I... Helen, I believe I'm going to see it when I get to heaven. Don't put off God's best until you get to heaven. Let's learn to live in God's best right here, right now in the land of the living where he's got good things for you. And before you see it, you got to believe it's coming. 
People say, well, you know, I, I just don't, I don't know and things are horrible and things are bad and I just don't know what I'm going to do and things are horrible. Have you ever heard people talk like that? They sound like Eeyore. Oh, it is bad. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, that's not helping us. We got to believe we're going to see something good. I believe the best days of our church are still in front of us. I believe our ability to reach people all over this area is still there. I believe our ability to reach into the nations of the world and have an impact is still there. I believe what we do here will have an impact even in heaven and we'll be reaping the rewards of that for eternity and you get to be a part of that. I believe that. Say, well, Alan, I'm, I'm going to believe it when I see it. That is not scriptural. There's no scripture for I believe it when I see it. There is scripture for I believe it and I'll see it. Keep the door of hope propped open. Don't close it. Here's our second one. To have a different Christmas season. Talk yourself into God's promises for your life, not out of them. How many times have we done this? That's what Zacharias, he's like, I'm old. And he was hung up. That, that hung him up. That was the electric fence in his life. He got hung up there. I'm old. She's old. It's too late. And our perceived hang-ups can hang us up. Why can't, the, why can't God be good to you? Well, I'm too old, Alan. For what? For the ancient of days? You're not too old for God. God does things with old people. Well, I'm too young. He does things with young people. God does, well, I'm too weak. He makes the weak strong. Well, I've made mistakes, and he forgives mistakes. Well, I've... I'm just, I've been inconsistent. Well, you can become consistent. Listen, we don't have to talk ourselves out of God's help and God's promises. We need to talk ourselves into them and begin to say, I want to tell you something. God's going to be good to anybody. He's going to be good to me. If God's going to do it, if I'm going to see, if anyone is going to see God's goodness, say, well, Alan, you can say that because you're a preacher. I'm not saying that because I'm a preacher. One of the biggest things I got out of Matt's message last week outside of the fact that it was an iceberg that sunk the Titanic. What the biggest thing I got out of his message was this, that God can use, the gospel pertains to everybody. Everyone can have a place. Everyone can have a part. Everyone can do something for God. I love that. This doesn't just work for preachers. It works for people who simply choose to believe it. Would you put the next scripture up, please? The book of Joel, he was talking to the, to the people and they were grieving. He said, don't tear your clothing. They, they would do that in the, in the Old Testament. They would just tear their clothes. When they were upset, they would rip their clothes. He said, don't tear your clothes. Tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God. For look, he's merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, filled with unfailing love. He's eager to relent and not punish he said, Joel was writing to the people. He said, guys, this Christmas season, that's a great time to return to God. That's a great time to come before the Lord and say, Lord, I, 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 I want to. Maybe I've got these things in my past, but Lord, I want to be closer to you. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to make a difference for you in the lives of people around me. And you come and bring your heart before him. And I promise you, if you'll draw close to God, he'll draw close to you. If you bring your heart to him, He's not going to refuse you. You don't have to be a preacher. 
You don't have to be famous. You don't have to have a track record. You just need to have a heart for God. And he can do some amazing things. And um, there's a, a species of plant that's considered the oldest living thing on the earth. It's called a bristlecone pine. I've got a picture of that right here. See this thing right here? It's still alive. It's 4,800 years old. And it's still growing. And it's still producing. In fact, that one there is called Methuselah. They won't even tell people where it is because they're afraid vandals will come and cut it down. 4,800 years old. It was, it was 1,500 years old when David was king of Israel. It's still growing. They said sometimes these things grow millimeters at a time. And it's still producing seeds. And you think, well, man, it must live in a perfect environment. Bristlecone pines grow in harsh environments. Over 9,000 feet up, cold winds and virtually no rain. But they continue to grow. When I read that about the bristlecone pine, I thought, you know, God made bristlecone pines. They didn't just evolve. God made them. And that's a lesson for us. The Bible said the outward man, this outward man, it perishes. But the inward man is renewed day by day. Do you realize that spiritually we have the ability to continue to grow and to continue to grow? And I don't care how old you are. If you're 85, 90, if you're 100 years old spiritually, you can continue to grow. I don't care how young you are. If you're 10, 12, 14 years old, you can continue to grow. All we have to do is bring our hearts before God. All we have to do is say, Lord, renew me and you can continue to grow all your life. And I got news for you. I believe... I believe personally, if I'm wrong, you can look me up in heaven and tell me I'm wrong. But I believe we're going to continue to grow even in heaven. Things that have life have growth. And we're growing. And we're growing people. And instead of talking ourselves out of why things can never be good for us, we need to begin to talk to ourselves and go, I'll tell you something. I can grow with God and things can change. Things can change. Because the third thing is get in agreement with God. Get in agreement with him. When Zacharias called that baby John, he agreed with God, especially when it comes to the elements of your life, the things that are in your life. You can call it like you see it, or you can call it like God says it. You can call it like you see it. How many people have you heard go, oh man, I messed up. I'm just messed up. I messed up. Life's messed up. Family's messed up. Job's messed up. Country's messed up. Everything's messed up. It's just messed up. I, I refuse to. I'd rather cuss than say that. And I don't cuss. But I'd rather cuss than say it's messed up. If God says I'm blessed, that's what I'm going to say. Stop saying your family's messed up. Start saying your family is blessed up. You can call it like you see it, or you can call it like God says it. Why don't we call it like he says it? If he says you're a new creation, stop calling yourself a dirty old sinner. If he says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, stop talking about you can't. If he says that you were blessed, stop talking about the fact that you're cursed or someone moved into your neighborhood and put a curse on you. Forget the curse on you. You're blessed. You can't be cursed. So just stop talking that. There's a, there's a guy who's just elected to a uh, position in Namibia. That's in Africa. It's a, it used to be a German colony. His name is Adolf Unamu. But his middle name is Hitler. Adolf Hitler Numamu. And when he got elected, the Twitter world blew up. 
Adolf Hitler. And, and this poor guy, people that don't even say he's just a great guy, great personality, hard worker. He said he's trying to defend himself because Twitter's just hammering him. And he tried to defend himself and he said, I was a baby. I didn't have a choice. My dad named me that. You know, we have a choice now. Maybe you've been called the wrong thing. Maybe you've called yourself the wrong thing. Maybe you've said, I'm unlovable, or I'm just a reject, or I'm a failure, or I can't do it, or I'm just weak, or I'm not that good of a Christian. But you got a choice. You don't have to keep calling yourself that. You can call yourself what God calls you. And you're not lying. You're not manipulating God. You're just agreeing with Him. And I'd rather agree with God than agree with anything else. Because what God says is so much better. A number of years ago, a man named Scott Denuff was in sixth grade. And he, he went to a, uh, he was in sixth grade. He did something really good. He didn't tell us what. But his dad came to him and said, son, he said, to congratulate you, he said, I'm going to take you to Walmart, to, a, I'm sorry, Kmart. You might remember Kmart. Kmart was before Walmart. Kmart was the home of the Blue Light Special. Remember that? Attention, Kmart shoppers, where you see the flashing blue light. Google it. Um, he took him to Kmart. He said when he got there, he, his father just at the, at the entrance, he said, son, he said to congratulate you, he said, I will buy you anything in the store, any one item. Scott said he didn't know how money, where he's a sixth grader. He didn't know how money worked. He didn't know what his dad had. He said, so immediately began to put limitations up in his mind. He said, when he walked in, he passed the stereo systems. He passed the expensive bikes. And he chose a cassette tape deck holder. Anybody remember those? You just open it up and have all those little compartments in, made out of fake leather. He said, cost about 50 bucks. He said, it's more than he can afford. He thought it was great. He said, years later, his dad told him, he said, son, when we walked into that Kmart, I had $1,000 cash in my pocket. And not only that, he said, I brought a checkbook just in case that wouldn't cover it. His own limitations, his own electric fence kept him from just walking out of there with something really, really great. But my question to you is this. How often have we thought God would buy us a cassette tape deck holder when he's saying, I got a whole kingdom for you. I got a whole kingdom for you. I got wisdom. I've got healing. I've got strength. I've got direction. I've got guidance. I've got better jobs than you ever thought about. I can bless you above your... And how, how often have we said, no, there's an electric fence. I can't do it. I can't do it. That fence, the power is gone out of that fence. Let's knock it down this Christmas. Let's walk right over that and believe this is going to be a better year, a better Christmas. If you're sitting back there going, I believe it when I see it, you are going to miss out. Why don't we choose to believe it before we see it? That's how it works with him anyway. That's how it works with God. We're people who live and walk by faith, not by sight. Don't ever let feelings be the foundation for your life. Let faith in God. Would you bow your head with me for a moment?
Our life of faith starts with receiving Jesus as our Lord. That's where it begins. We believe, we didn't see it, but we believe by faith that he came as a baby born of a virgin, that he died on the cross, and after three days, God raised him from the dead and he's alive forevermore. And all we have to do is not earn our way to God, but just receive him by saying, Lord, I receive you as the Lord and Savior of my life. That's all. What a wonderful way, a step of faith that opens the door for eternity. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you're watching online, this is for you as well. But if you came and said, Alan, I, I don't know that I have a relationship with the Lord, but I want to be sure. Or maybe you were like I was. and You come to the Lord once, but got so far away from him and you recognize that today. You say, man, I, I want to come back. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front. I'm only asking you to do one thing. If that's you that I'm talking to and you want prayer, would you slip your hand up just across this auditorium and say, Alan, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. All the way in the back. Yeah, I got you. You can put your hands down. We're going to pray. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. No one's looking around. Maybe you didn't lift your hand. You, obviously, if you're online, I can't see you. But maybe you didn't lift your hand. Maybe you're thinking, I, I don't know if I can do this. Listen, go ahead and make that step of faith. We're going to pray this prayer. You can pray it with us. We're going to pray it out loud. The whole church is going to join you. Say, dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. It's still bowed and eyes closed just for a moment. Heavenly Father, thank you for those that prayed that prayer here and online. Father, for those who stepped out of darkness into your marvelous light, for those who come back home, we rejoice with them. And Father, for the rest of us, our expectations are up this season. We're believing you to see your goodness. We're believing you to see your grace in this season, in this time. And we give you all the praise for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message has blessed you. Don't forget to check us out on all the social platforms. We're uploading encouraging content on a regular basis. For more information, go to thearcchurch.com. Have a great week.